Trey must have done some real arm twisting. Maybe it was Michael Massey instead of FrenchStretch.com because he's also from Richmond, much like our next guest. I was going to say it's all Trey, it's all Massey. Trey Massey and our next guest, all from Richmond, Virginia, as we kick off part two of covering the come off. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with NASCAR. With Adam Sheik of FrontStretch.com. And it was Massey who once said, I don't know how we get Adam Cheek out of Richmond, Virginia. But y'all pulled it <laughs> off. Adam, you were there at Bristol for this past Saturday night's race. A slight weather delay. Fingers were crossed and you know, crosses were done on our bodies, all to ensure it got done at a somewhat reasonable hour, and you were blessed with that. We're blessed with your insight. Uh, first of all, how'd you get out of Richmond for this one? <laughs> well, Massey and I drove a good four or five hours down there. Had a blast. Ed, thanks for having me on. Uh, we did dodge the weather indeed. I was hoping, I was hoping, and the rain didn't look good. We were all like, we just need to get to lap 251, but we got there. We got the full distance. Uh, it, it was a great weekend. Arca Truck Infinity Cup. It was a lot of fun. So shameless plug, there's a decent chance they're going to allow me onto this front stretch happy hour podcast this week. And I have just yeah. Depends on of, how he treats me. I, I, you know, I just thought of the question that if I get to discuss it, I would love to ask. We saw Michael McDowell and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. being eliminated from the playoffs. Most people did. But the other mm-hmm. two that came out of Bristol were Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick. What does that say about the operation that Ford has that really outside of Keselowski and Busher with RFK Racing, their other big championship hopes didn't even make it out of round one of the playoffs? Um, I'm going to answer that by saying I have absolutely no idea what's happened with Ford because Kevin Harvick's the best car in that SHR stable, uh, and he ran awful. Like I think his average running position was like 26th or somewhere thereabouts. I don't know. Like SHR has not been great this year as a whole, but Harvick has consistently been the best car there. He's the only one that's kind of showed his face in the top 10 quite a bit. But, I mean, I don't know what happened at Bristol, but they clearly did not get the setup right. They got nothing right. As for Logano, he was kind of on pace to do what he does every year. Kind of not make a whole lot of noise, but keep his nose clean and run and make the next round, make the next round, then contend for a title. However, I think that, I mean, obviously the wreck hurt him, but the fact that they didn't run better, like he said, we shouldn't have even been in this position running where we were. That's what hurt them the most. I don't know when Harvick got bounced. Adam Cheek, frontstretch.com at Adam in Cheek is with us here in covering the Commonwealth here in the fast lane. Adam, the other part to this event is the drivers that advanced. Bubba Wallace, Martin Truex Jr. Because Talladega's on the schedule, and we know Bubba does well there. He won the fall race a couple of years ago. And because mm-hmm. Martin Truex Jr. doesn't have a lot of momentum, is it possible that the Toyota driver out of that bunch that advances might actually be Bubba Wallace and not Martin Truex Jr. by virtue of that date at Talladega? I wouldn't be surprised. Bubba did everything he needed to do on Saturday. He did everything right. He finished, you know, top 15. They made that call early in the race where he and Reddick stayed out, and they were running in the top 10, which I think was a really good call. Kind of gave them, I don't know, maybe a boost of confidence and momentum a little bit to kind of stay in the running later on in the race. They didn't finish anything flashy, but 14 to 15 aren't bad. Truex did everything he could, as everyone has been saying. He did everything he could to lose and be eliminated in that first round, and yet he still managed to make it through. 
I still think, I mean, it certainly helps he get a lot of playoff points to boost him towards advancing. I don't want to say Truex gets eliminated. He's not one of my picks to get eliminated. But in terms of who's had more momentum and everything, Bubba could very well win Talladega, and I could 100% see that happening. I could as well. It is something that's worth monitoring, much like your work, Adam, from FrenchStretch.com and at Adam in Cheek. Adam, we appreciate your time today in the fast lane. Thank you much. Hey, thanks, man, for having me on. Always appreciate it. I had a lot of fun at Bristol. It was a great interview. It was my first time ever there. I was blown away by how awesome that place is. Get to it if you can, everyone that's listening. Been there, not for a race, but just seen it, and even of itself, as an empty venue, it is all inspiring. Speaking of inspiring. And last but not least, or maybe least, that professional football team in Landover, Maryland, or is it Ashburn, Virginia? It's the Washington Commanders. They were actually in the Mile High City with Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment yesterday. And now Candy Waller is with us in the fast lane. Seawall, what did the Washington Commanders show fighting back from that 21-3 deficit against Denver and finding a way to hold off Denver at the end? As weird as that is to say, you trail by 18 and yet you're holding the opponent off at the end of the game. What does that say about the potential of this commander's team? I think it just says that this team is full of resilience and grit. That's continued to be a theme. I mean, even sometimes in last season, you would hear the, you know, them talking about resilience and grit, but this is on a completely different level where we're seeing this team adjust almost play by play not even half to half. I mean, they are just turning it up a notch and they're having a short-term memory of the mistake they made in the previous play and they're making corrective action right there in real time. Speaking of short-term memory, this is not the good kind. How does the NFL have such short-term memory of what Kareem Jackson, the Broncos safety, did last week that they do not suspend him for his, what I would deem to be a very cheap shot hit, on Washington tight end and, yes, former Virginia Tech and Brookville High School product, Logan Thomas, that resulted, by the way, in an ejection yesterday. I mean, this is two weeks in a row to start out the season, and he should definitely be reprimanded of some sort. I mean, almost the exact same move he did last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and I mean, that, that just can't be tolerated. I mean, when you're doing something like that, it, it is almost looks like you are intentionally trying to injure um, a fellow player, and that's never cool. No, it definitely is not. What is cool is the insight from Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Trey, you have something to add? I'm shocked you haven't even asked her about no, her favorite I, I, thing I, I, she did I, 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 this I, 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 weekend. I was going to get to that in a moment on W226BG Timberlake, WVGA in Lynchburg, WMNA Gretna Danville Southside. Trey, just give me a moment, please. Well, uh, Although I appreciate you keeping me all my time. I just, I have to. I mean, it seemed like you were, uh, you were, you know, wrapping up, but, you know, she, she saw your hero oh, this she, weekend. She, she saw, saw your hero this she, weekend. She took in the Coach Prime experience. I mean, when in Rome or in Colorado, at least, Candy, you got to take in the opportunities that present themselves. What was the Coach Prime experience like on Saturday night slash Sunday morning as it turned out from the double overtime game? I mean, it's everything you see on TV times 10. Um, it was electric. Um, I had to I had to share with a couple of people. I said, was this pregame like a Super Bowl pregame show? It was just 
so much energy and of course the rivalry between the two schools um, in general will, will catch a lot of in-state um, kind of fanfare if you will but now with the prime experience the prime effect you can feel the energy in every as soon as you walked into the stadium as soon as you walked on the street of Colorado Ave it was just prime effect sweatshirts everywhere you're seeing all the players and the coaching staff with the sunglasses on it's it's a real thing and it is very very cool to experience if you ever have an opportunity to do so definitely take the trip and go out there and check it out did you uh did you buy yourself some sunglasses like almost like everyone in america did well, I had a pair of sunglasses that I was just wearing, and next thing I knew, I was wearing them at 11 o'clock at night still, and I was like, wait, I'm Coach Prime has me out here wearing sunglasses at 11 o'clock at night. Okay. I, I, I am now immersed into the Prime experience, I guess. Yes, indeed. You, along with us, Candy, we were so immersed in asking you about it. We'll have to do our keeping receipts segment tomorrow to recap our sports projections from the weekend in the meantime we encourage our listeners to check out ceo seawall on instagram for all of the photographic and video evidence of your what seemed to be gorgeous trip to boulder and denver colorado and of course your news updates at seawall se on twitter as well thank you for sharing some of that today in the fast lane seawall and we'll see what adventure awaits next week albeit much tamer than the coach prime effect Definitely. I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Our pleasure. Candy Waller with us here in the Fast Lane. That does it for us today. Trey, you knew I had to ask about that. I just wanted to be sure, man. I mean, what an event. They had Little Wayne introduce him. The Rock was there. I mean, Master P, Offset. I mean, I will say this. I bet you there's more stars than they play USC. Oh, I guarantee you there will well, be. Well, let me let me phrase that. Um, Snoop is a super fan for USC. Um, uh, unless unless they get blown out by Oregon, which could happen. Uh, yeah, it actually, realistically, could. Um, Shout out to Brian Nolan. Uh, we may or may not have a wager on Colorado season. You got the better end of that wager. But Does wait, sh- let me raise hey, it. Ed, Ed, we got to be smart here. If we don't want to tell him that, so no, it's gonna be tough. Actually, Good luck, the way, Brian. No, actually, the way you framed it for me is is it, it it looks a little more challenging now that you just explained it to me here by the little there we go. Note, so I just yep. You thank know, you. I, I I misread it. Actually, he he listens back to this, so that's why we're we're, we're saying this stuff. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, if you want to listen back, Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Fast Lane Ed Lane and Trey Law VT on the social media platforms. We're back tomorrow afternoon. We'll look back on the big weekend to kick off the Seminole District and high school football. We keep receipts and who knows what else will come Tuesday in the Fast Lane. In the meantime, it's belated, but still time to go live to the Zach Gelb Show.